0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Chances. I am your host, Chance Canary. And we're just kicking it on the island. You know, the place where everyone and anything is welcome. No topic is off limits, but your feelings are far from safe. We got one rule here on the island, and that is that the American dream remains supreme. We're going to dive in to all things life, liberty, and The Pursuit of Happiness, because this is very clearly a pro-freedom, pro-America podcast, and if you don't like it, we don't care, but you might want to stick around, because today we're going to dive into a little thing called perspective. You might just gain it, you might just learn from it, and you damn well might earn from it. A lot of people have this false concept in their brains of, I have to do this, or I have to do that. The truth of the matter is is you don't have to do a damn thing not if you really don't want to you don't have to get up and go to work tomorrow but if you make that choice you're gonna have to deal with the decision you don't have to have that brand new car but if you choose to you're gonna have a nice car payment for the most part very few people i know walking around just paying cash for vehicles And the way I want to explain this is it kind of ties in, well it doesn't kind of tie, it ties into quantum realities, the law of attraction, metaphysics, the whole nine. And that's going to go straight over a lot of people's heads. Simply put, we've always heard you get out of life what you put into it. And I know a whole lot of people that their first thought when they wake up in the morning is negative you know they they start stressing they start freaking out they get pissed off you know they go to bed thinking about what's gonna be wrong tomorrow and sometimes you can't help that but more times than not I know a lot of people that go to bed dreading tomorrow you know if you got a big day a busy day you know a hellacious day you know you know it's gonna be bad But instead of stressing about it. Do what you can to prepare. If you got a test. Study your ass off. You got an inspection. Make sure your job's done. Spend the time you have. Leading up to what you know. You're about to deal with. To make it the best it could be. And then get up the next morning. And do this little trick. Anytime in life when you're faced with a decision replace the word have with get and watch the magic change in your life because what it's going to do is it's going to shift your perspective from obligation to gratitude gratitude is one of the most powerful concepts in the world once you're grateful for something You're telling the universe, God, whatever you believe in. Hey, thank you. Let me get some more. Likewise, if you change it to obligation, it's almost like it's a burden. And the universe will also give you that. You know, there's a saying that If you look hard enough, you'll see anything you want to see. Just like if you look hard enough, you can find a problem in anything. If you look hard enough, you can find the good in anything. And if you look hard enough, you can find the bad in anything. But a lot of people instantly jump to bad. They don't try and figure out how something can be good. There's an old Japanese proverb that says, maybe. I don't know the exact words of it, but there was, you know, There was a kid that fell down and broke his leg. I'm going to paraphrase the piss out of this. So if this is your family's proverb, don't hate me. There's a kid that fell down and broke his leg. And someone in the village said, oh, this is terrible. And the dad was like, maybe. The next day, all the generals come rolling into town on their horses. And they were scouting all the young men for the wars coming up. Join the army. They couldn't take the kid because he had a broken leg. The day before, the father was trying to figure out how he was going to tend to his crops because his kid just got broken down. And now, because he had a broken leg, he wasn't going to be carted off to war. Now he was going to have help to tend those crops for the next season. You see, it's a perspective situation, and the best opportunity is to take maybe, I forget who said, it, who said it, but the saying goes, nothing is ever as good or as bad as it may seem. And that is completely dependent on your perspective of the situation. Once you change from, man, I have to go do this, to I get to go do this, you live a life of gratitude, a life of abundance, and you get to go do that you realize that that's a privilege once you put that perspective in your head you realize and try to understand that there are people that would kill just to enjoy the luxuries that we get to take advantage of every day literally kill you know our problem here in America everyone thinks they know what oppression is Oh, I'm impressed. Oh, this, that, the other. The fact of the matter is is we wake up, every day that we wake up here, we are a million times better than anywhere else in the world. And and everyone here has lost sight of that. You know, I've been working on a job site for the last couple weeks, and they brought in the, uh, the merchandise team. And the head of the merchandise team is from Romania. His name was Alex. And me and Alex have been talking... And every day this man showed up to work, he had some sort of patriotic T-shirt, something that had the American flag on it. And after about four days of seeing him wear various patriotic brands, I I stopped and I asked him, I said, Alex, you're not from here. You know, what? why are you, you know, dude, you wear more patriotic stuff than I do, and that's saying something. He said, more people need to understand from where I come from this is heaven so I asked him I said well, when you and your family got out of Romania why was you know America your choice he said you don't understand there was no choice this was the choice this was the only choice land of the free because of the brave land of opportunity our lives changed the moment we stepped foot on this ground i smiled but i was also heartbroken because i looked around the room at a room full of people who had immigrated here you know whether they were from south america or or romania or croatia he had people on his crew from all over the place a couple of americans People who were born here, spent their entire lives here. But he had a lot of immigrants. Every one of them showed up every day laughing, cheering, having a good time. They worked harder than anyone else that I've ever seen on a job site like this. They didn't complain when they had to unload truck after truck after truck of boxes and boxes and boxes of merchandise. They didn't, they're cheering, having a good time. You're eating breakfast in the mornings. When lunch comes in, they're all hanging out, talking. You know, not about their work day, and I'm not 100% sure what they were saying, because most of them spoke Spanish, Portuguese, or some other language variation. But they were proud to be there. They took pride in their work. They took appreciation to a whole nother level Every day, alex or his company whomever catered for these guys they brought in and it's not like they were catering burger king or something cheap i mean these guys were spending probably a thousand dollars a day or more on lunch for all these guys and they're just having the best time i had i had a better time watching all these guys work the last couple days Because I saw people who enjoyed the process. I saw people who had a perspective of abundance and gratitude because they understood they get to show up to work. They get to earn a paycheck. They get to set the bar. They get to improve their family legacy and timeline and lifestyle. Those parents, the people's parents might have spent every dollar they could to bring their kids to the land of opportunity. And now they get to earn a living and set up a lifestyle and break the mold and change the paradigm of that legacy forever. And now they get to extend that to their kids and their kids and their kids. And all of these guys are making extremely good money. Which is why... When you look at the grand scale of things, these guys have figured out how to pursue the American dream. And what that does is it sets them up to change the destination of their legacy. To change their family's timeline because they saw an opportunity and they went for it. And why I want to wrap this back into perspective is I'm about sick and tired of seeing people... Or hearing people do nothing but complain about the opportunity they have, refusing to do anything about it. Like, we're, we're our own problem. And, and refusing to understand that and, and realize that the person in the mirror is the person to blame, you know, that's the issue. People don't want to step to the plate, people don't want to accept they are creatures of bad habits and the only way to change that is to shift your perspective. You don't have to do this, you get to do this. You don't have to get up and go to work but because you do get up and go to work you have the opportunity to do XYZ. You can buy that nicer car should you want to. You can buy that nicer house should you want to. You can afford that nicer ring for your lady. Should you want to, maybe your kid needs a new bat or a glove or shoes or clothes or God knows what else. You know, I was doing a little bit of research preparing for this podcast and I was blown away that the average married family in the United States currently has $378,000 in debt. The average married family between 24 and 55. Because Numbers get a little skewed after you break past the 55 mark. Mortgages are paid off, etc., etc. Obviously, your monthly uh, expenses go tremendously down. But to afford that debt, the average American has to make $41,000 a year. Now, the average American doesn't make $41,000 a year, which tells me... The average American lives extremely beyond their means. I don't care what the numbers say. I know very few people that make 40k a year, and have that to dispose of. I know a whole lot of people that make 40k that can't. I mean, if you make 40k, you can't afford to spend 40k because you're going to lose 30% of that to Uncle Sam. So 40,000 times 0.3, you're going to lose 12 grand off the top, which is going to leave you. With what, 28 grand? So you got people living in a deficit. Let's see, 28,000 divided by 3450 gets you eight months of expenses, 8.1 months of expenses. So you got people living a third of their year living beyond their means. And what do we do with that? We turn around. The average American between the ages of 25 and 55 has eight thousand dollars in credit card debt. Well, you just financed roughly two and a half more months of your life. So now you're at ten and a half. So there's a difference of a floating month and a half to break even if you make forty K. If you make forty K. Now, obviously things get a little bit easier with two people in the household, but a married couple has an average of an extra sixty thousand dollars because they're gonna have that average of thirty grand in student loan debt, which is an additional three hundred dollars a month, and another car payment of thirty thousand dollars in value, which is another six hundred dollars a month, which changes your monthly expenses to forty-seven hundred uh, to four thousand dollars. So it goes up a little bit. You're gonna be pushing about fifty k between two incomes. But now you've got 30k left over. What do we spend that on? Right? That's on gross. So let's actually do twenty-eight times two, because that's your bring home. So you got fifty-six thousand, and now you've got let's say forty six thousand dollars. So you got ten grand to make it across twelve months, which gives you eight hundred and thirty three dollars a month, divide that by four is 208 bucks a week, but then you got to split that between you and your wife, which gives you each $104 to spend on flowers, peanuts, candies, Cokes, whatever the hell you want. That doesn't include saving for retirement, that doesn't include a rainy day fund, that doesn't include, you know, maybe you got a kid, now you got to buy diapers, daycare, the the list goes on. We live beyond our means because people think they deserve I went to school I graduated I deserve a $50,000 car or a $30,000 car well Pam got a brand new BMW I'm gonna go get one I can afford can you can you afford just because you can make the payment doesn't mean you can afford anything it means you can make a payment but what happens when you can't make a payment? See, my mind says affording means I can afford to make that payment if I have no income. Once you shift that paradigm, very few people got 40k laying around to float their bills for a year. I know I don't. Are you producing the high-value skills you need to afford the lifestyle you're living and or the lifestyle you want to live? See, As somebody who's employed people, it's often that when I'm interviewing someone, I'll say, hey, you know, what are you looking to make? And I can cut the conversation off right there. Somebody tells me $25 an hour, by God, I better be able to drop you off on a job site and get a phone call when it's done. Well, I got to have this, that, and the other because I got kids and a wife and a blah, 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 and two car payments and a cell phone bill, and I'm going to need insurance and 401k and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something, guys. You walk into a job, it is not your employer's responsibility to make sure that you can afford diapers. That is your responsibility. You took it upon yourself to put A into part B and it produced a child, of which is C. Okay? Your employer didn't say, go home and, you know, handle business with your wife and bring another little you in the world. I think we need that. So it is your responsibility to afford your expenses of which you brought into this world. You wanted a brand new car. You get to afford it. It's not my if I'm your employer, it's not my responsibility to make sure you can afford your car payment. Do I want you to be able to afford your car payment? Sure. Am I going to coach you into ways and values and skills and, you know, processes that will allow you into this? Absolutely, if you're willing to listen. But it is not my responsibility to make sure you can afford that. I will give you ample opportunity, as will the world. You know, sitting on your ass pays better than going to work right now. So, I'm, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, I don't blame people. I blame people. Because we quit chasing this path of personal excellence to be the best we could be because it pays better to do less. But that's their objective guys and you can't see that and, and you get frustrated like I do. The only difference is is you don't understand what's happening so you go to the path of if you can't beat them, join them. And we got to break that mold. You got to understand there's plenty of high value skills out there where you can get paid. I know people that make forty grand. i have sat across somebody at lunch and watched them take a 10 minute phone call and make $58,000. In that 10, like clear, profit, $58,000. That was their cut of the deal. They sold something for half a million. They got 20% in commission, and he had to split it between him and his business partner. After it was all said and done, he ended up clearing a little north of 50K. That's absurd. I, 10 minutes. This man just made essentially my salary in 10 minutes. I was blown away. Jaw hit the table. It was like that scene out of Wolf on Wall Street. You show me a pay stub for this, I work for you now. Blew my mind. But that guy don't sit around going, the world owes me X, Y, and Z. You know, I was talking to my buddy Cliff today. And he posted something on his Instagram story about, it's Friday night, why wouldn't I be working, or something like that. And I joked with him, I said, work, never heard of her. We got to doing some small talk, and, and I, I realized my perspective of the word work, not world, is a little skewed from most people. You know, I feel like work classifies a, a system of cluelessly trading your time for money. That means you have no idea what you're going to do with the money that you get for the value of the time you're trading it for. You, you have no plan other than Friday you're going to get paid Monday, you're broke because Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning, you were out doing whatever. You went out to the bar Friday night, partied it up. Saturday, you were on the golf course, and Sunday, you guys went to brunch, and Monday, you're pissed off because you're broke again until Friday. And it's just a revolving circle. It's a revolving nightmare because you live in this zombified lifestyle of the world owes me X because I did Y and I deserve Z you don't deserve anything and no one owes you anything you're gonna be paid in proportion to the problems you solve now think about that when you go to the table to your employer do you cause more problems or do you solve more problems if you solve more problems what's the value of the problems you're solving and really like remove your ego from that situation and see if you're making money if you're making money your employer should pay you more that's my goal of training people is to train, the more money they can make the business, the more money the business can afford to pay the people. Or that should be the way it works. My definition of work, like I said, means you're cluelessly trading your time for money. You know, but I don't like the word work. Like, I work every day. Seven days a week, my mind never stops. I'm quote-unquote working on something. I choose to have the perspective of I get to do the things that I want because I've built a life that I do not need to escape from. I enjoy what I'm doing, but it starts because I don't wake up every morning dreading to go to work. Are there jobs that I hate? Yeah, sure. I hated doing the job that I've been on since January 14th. We finished it out today. Got so monotonous, so tiring, just beating my brain into the ground every day. I was exhausted, I was pissed off. So many things were out of my control. But I still got up and I went to work every day. But I don't have to escape from my life. I don't need to go on a vacation and spend money that I don't have to do things that I don't really need or want to do to impress and tell people about how I recklessly spent my money. That I don't have to afford the bills that I can't already afford because I'm trying to escape the life that I built for myself, digging myself in a hole and digging and digging and digging and digging. And that's why we have such a high bankruptcy rate in the country. Because all of a sudden people realize, damn, I made a bunch of bad decisions. Let's put it on the taxpayers. Let's claim bankruptcy and have the system bail us out. You know, yeah, we get a slap on the wrist. We can't do X, Y, and Z for a few years. But in a few years, we can build our credit score back up. We can do this and we can do that. And there's people that get caught in this cycle. They have this mentality that it's okay to just clear the board and start over. Which, shit happens. Some, pe- some people it works for. I'm not saying it's right. Some of these people are doing a hell of a lot better than I am. I might sleep better when I sleep, but they seem like they're doing better. Guys, my definition of quote unquote work is relative, I feel, to me. Because every second of every day that I'm quote unquote working, I'm not trading my time for money. I'm investing in who I want to meet 10 years from now. And that's a badass motherfucker. You've been warned about the language. But that's the dude I'm chasing. And the guy that I'm chasing that's 10 years down the road from here, he's chasing the guy 20 years down the road. guy at 20 years is chasing the guy at 30 years. And that guy, he can do whatever the hell he wants. But it starts by investing my time now. It starts by... Not having to do anything, but getting to do everything. This is America. Even though it's a little muddled right now, the world's a little chaotic, I can tell you right now, guys, that there is nothing like chasing a dream. I've been there. I've done it. The moment you realize you're in the middle of it, you look back and what it took you to get there, you might have been feeling like you were dragging your nuts through a mile of glass. I've never met anybody that's done it that wouldn't do it again. Ever. Because the lessons they learned along the way, I guarantee you they can look back and go, I wouldn't change a thing, but I, if I had to do it again, I could do it in half the time. And then you look at the scale of the tools that we've accumulated over the last decade that it might took you to get there you could probably cut half that time off so now if you go to do it again you can do it in a quarter of the time well let's look at grand scale here if it took you 10 years to build a multi-million dollar business you sold it made a chunk of money whatever well now you can do it in two and a half because you can do it half as fast to get to the same point and you got tools that take 50 percent of the timeline out So now you should be able to do it in two and a half years. I'm not saying it's actually possible, but people do it every day. Call it voodoo wizardry magic. But the people that do that kind of stuff every day, guys, they're not looking for an excuse. They're not out chasing what they think they deserve. They don't feel like anything is obligated to them. In fact, they think it's their obligation to do the best they can it's their duty to do the best they can it's their responsibility to go out and perform at such a high level that their value is indeniable there's an old saying that if you don't ever do more than you're paid to do you will never be paid for more than you do let that sink in the extra five minutes sweeping doing some paperwork picking up some trash wiping down the sink Whatever it might be, the things that you're not really paid to do, do them. Give at a level of just abundance. Give, 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 give. I'm not saying don't stand up for what you're worth. But I'm saying always do more than for which you're paid. And what you'll see is that extra five minutes of cleaning up here, ten minutes of cleaning up there, that shit stacks up, guys. And people pay attention. And it might take two years. It might take two days. It might take two decades. But that payment's coming. I've never not had doing the right thing or the extra thing not pay off in one way or the other. And the payoff might be I took an extra 10 minutes to clean up my workspace today. So tomorrow I get to start 10 minutes earlier. And then I get off work 10 minutes earlier. But a lot of people get paid for a set amount of time. So, you know, if... if. If today I stayed an extra 10 minutes and tomorrow I leave 10 minutes earlier, I just got paid for a difference of 20 minutes. Right? Now you stack that up across a lifetime of busting your ass, that's a lot of money. People got to get out of that concept of living beyond their means because it's cool. You know, cool, yeah, you got the big flashy pick up truck or, you know, your wife's got the brand new Escalade or whatever. Yeah, that's great. You know what's not cool? Trying to figure out how to make an extra $1,000 at the end of the month. I've been there. It happens, guys. Shit happens. But what are you doing to insulate yourself? What are you doing to change the status quo of being average? If you want to live an average rat race life and go have to make a minimum of forty grand a year to break even, I mean, that doesn't sound fun to me, but some people would rather revel in their misery than aspire for more but what are you doing to differentiate yourself from the average you know maybe you grew up playing sports so you offer you know lessons maybe you're super intellectually smart so you offer private tutoring maybe you know how to play an instrument so you teach people how to play instruments you know maybe you go buy a nice lawnmower to cut your grass and you really don't want to make that payment but Bob, Lisa, and Joe down the street all need their grasses cut, so you strike a deal with them, you know, for 200 bucks a month, 50 bucks a week, you're going to cut everybody's grass. Well, now you're going to cut three people's grass on Saturday morning and you make an extra $600. Your, your lawnmower payment's $200. I just made you an extra $400. I just paid your student loan payment or your car payment. Or maybe you got a kid that has sports going on. There's so many variables. Like, what are you doing to better yourself? You can only save yourself so far into wealth or prosperity. At a certain point, you can only cut so many expenses. I just listed out the basic minimum expenses. That didn't include Netflix and Hulu and, you know, whatever other bullshit expenses you guys have. You know, some of you guys spend more on DoorDash than you do a damn house payment, and that's ridiculous. Quit being damn lazy and go cook some eggs. Or if you live next to me, holler at me. I'll I'll come cook for you for what some of you people spend on DoorDash. $32 a day on DoorDash? Are you kidding me? That's $1,000 a month, guys. And it doesn't take long. You ordered lunch and dinner on DoorDash. There you go. And I know people that do it every day because they think it's worth their time. And it might be for them. Because in the time they don't have to go to the grocery store or spend time cooking, they might have high-value skills where they're sitting at their laptop in a seminar or writing copy or doing whatever. Those people typically... When you, start spending, when you start spending money to save time, usually you're a very high value person because you're buying your time back with the money. I'll pay somebody to do my laundry because it takes me two hours to do, you know, it's going to take you 30, 45 minutes to wash some clothes, 30, 45 minutes to dry them, fold them, put them up. Let's call it a two hour deal. In two hours, I can go out and make 600 bucks. I can pay somebody 25 bucks an hour to come do my laundry. Throw 50 bucks at somebody. Hey. I need you to come wash my clothes. i got to go do a job. Does everybody have that opportunity? Yep. Can anybody do it? Sure. Does everybody want to do it? Absolutely not. A lot of people would rather sit at home on a Saturday afternoon with their feet propped up, reading a book, drinking a glass of milk, and that is perfectly fine. But then don't complain about it you chose to be in the hole you're in no one owes you anything no one owes you to pull you out of debt you don't get to start over because i didn't know none of us did but now there's people like me andy cliff dave ramsey as much as i find him controversial that doesn't mean i disagree with everything the man says i think he's great for a lot of people who live beyond their means at getting their lives in order but At a certain point, financial literacy transcends beyond what Dave teaches. And take that from someone who's been through Financial Peace University. What are you doing to put yourself in a better position for you? If you have children, for them? Are you going to say, well, I did X, Y, and Z to get my money? Screw them, little booger eaters. They're on their own, they can figure it out. I figured it out. What are you doing to set yourself apart? what do you get to do not have to do what investments are you making now so you don't have to later you want to work every day until you're dead i don't know a lot of people that want to but i know a lot of people that are going to it's never too late to start chasing a dream it's never too late to try and improve your lifestyle never you know what a lot of people don't realize is what would an extra thousand dollars a day do or a thousand dollars a month do for you? A lot of people it would change their lives an extra thousand dollars a month think about that. Now, what people don't realize is they they don't want to take math because math hurts people's feelings because it removes. The it removes the facade off of the excuses of life, and once you realize math, you have to hold yourself accountable. Well, thousand dollars a month is thirty three dollars a day, guys. Thirty three dollars a day. That breaks down to a dollar thirty seven an hour. You know, now that's granted, that's across a twenty four hour day. So let's actually multiply that by three. You gotta figure out how to make an extra four dollars and twelve cents an hour in an eight hour period of your life. Now your nine to five is one eight hour period. You got another eight hours that you can do whatever you want to in, and then you got your quote unquote eight hours to sleep in. So let's say you got four hours before work, four hours after work, and then you got your eight hours of sleep. And then you got your eight hour workday. What can you do to make an extra thirty dollars a day? That's all it takes, 1000 bucks a month to change your life. What skills can you add? You can fill out surveys online to make an extra $35 a day. Don't tell me you can't chase a dream. Don't tell me you can't build a life worth living that you're proud of, that you don't need to escape from. You can. For the, for the cost of two Netflix episodes, you could make an extra $30 a day. Your life being changed is one decision away. Don't watch that Netflix episode. Go do something. Don't spend another hour reading a book that's not going to improve your life because you're reading about how Harry Potter got into Hermione's Chamber of Secrets. Alright? Yeah, I know that's not how the book goes. I'm a Harry Potter nerd, but you get the point. Instead, improve your life. If you got kids, yeah, I get it's a little bit harder, but it's possible. Nothing is stopping you guys from chasing the American dream except your perspective. And that's where I'm going to leave that because I don't know that there's a whole lot more that I can say there. Let's work on getting that perspective from I have to to I get to. Wake up every day and realize I get to go do this and then take immediate action and go do it. Go knock that out of the park. Go chase that dream and if there's any way I can help you guys along the way, mindset content whatever you guys need a book reinforcement let me know you guys got my ways to get a hold of me at chance canaria on all social media handles we'll catch you next time